1: Thank you for listening to the FCS podcast with your hosts Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson here on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe?
0: Get the hell off my dock! Wow! Get the hell! Off
1: I, I guess you don't dock. care about important news. I guess it's just, uh, you know, nothing's important anymore. What does the first line say, Joe? Ooh, game of the week. Would you get the hell off my dock? Thank you. <laughs> That's segment one, <laughs> Block A, <laughs> as some people call it. Are we, a,
0: are we a segment one or a Block A group? What do we, what do we think? God, I want to find all the Block A groups and Anchorman fight them. <laughs> That's a good idea. Find a restaurant parking lot. You can have a javelin if you want. (laughs) Brick, where'd you get a grenade? (laughs) Quality quality reference. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Well, you got 45 minutes out of us on Tuesday. So expect about 15 today. (laughs) Yeah, the quota's an hour every week. (laughs) Oh, man. You want more? Hit up Believe. I think that's what we're going to do about it. <laughs> All right, we'll start you off. While well, the theme song is theme song is still running here, with yeah, the ooh games of the out. week it's here. It's not
1: fading out like I,
0: it usually does. It's a lot slower than usual. I had something. I'm going to save it. Okay. Well, our games of the week here, Montana State, or Montana and Sac State, Sacramento State, and then UNH Delaware, You looking at the levels there? Okay, thanks. Thanks. Would you get back to the document for me? Thanks. Appreciate it. These are some pretty big games. Uh, I mean, dwarfed after what we saw last week, and it's hard to to predict that these games are going to be anything like last week's just because it was a surge of, I don't know, what you want to call that, explosive games. So we'll just start off with Montana here. Joe, your keys to victory, please.
1: This game ended up being a marquee matchup because of the massacre that occurred this past weekend. Sacramento State benefited from their victory and they shot up in the rankings. Now this is very, very important. Montana has only one loss this year, and that's against Oregon. Is their only loss, and they've pretty much dominated the teams that they've played against. So my key for... Montana do you is know, do you, don't allow this. You're the one who did this. No, 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 no. No. When I started filling it out, it said Joe, and you wrote your point, and then Sean. No, no, and, no. And I
0: kept it and put down my thing. I I want you to just text me what you want on the document from here on out, and I will uh, insert it. for you I didn't you. touch
1: that. You put Joe, and then your point. You put Joe, and then your analysis. That was you. I saw that, and I was like, should I change it? I'm like, no. He'll get upset if I change it. Which you are. <laughs> so it was your own mistake.
0: I don't believe you, but please, no, you're you key to victory. The, okay, right. Your Mazda key to victory, please. <laughs> Mazda key to victory. <laughs> Imagine if we got that kind of a... If we th- could get matching Mazdas. <laughs> if we
1: got that kind of a uh, sponsorship.
0: It would be some freaking German lemon. So last <laughs> week we saw
1: Kevin Thompson dominate and take over a game against Montana State. He is going to be very important in this game for Sacramento State. So I think for Montana, they can't allow this to become a shootout. They've struggled defensively so far this year at stopping opposing teams. They need to put a spy on Thompson. You can't allow him to get outside the pocket and extend plays and get upfield if nothing's available. If you put a spy on him, limit him, keep him at the line of scrimmage, force them to run the ball because their next best option, toting the rock, is Elijah Dotson, who has not had a good year, despite being a great running back, only averaging 39.6 yards per game. I don't think it would take much to slow down their run game if you're able to effectively eliminate
0: Thompson from it. For me, it's just the way that they have utilized their top two receivers because no one could have predicted that Samori Torre is going to be going toe-to-toe with Samuel Ockham, who was in our receivers-to-watch episodes way back in the spring uh, in receiving yards and receiving stats all across the board. Uh, let me break this down for you here, Joe. Ockham, 40 receptions. Torre, 34 receptions. Ockham, 570 yards. Torre, 539. Both of them uh, have three touchdowns. It's a two-headed monster that's going to come at you and you're just going to have to pick your poison as to who you cover between the two on a week-to-week basis because they are just... It's, it's like Coulter and Parker. You're just going to... You're going to get one of them to have the big day and you just hope that you can minimize them both.
1: I've seen a philosophy in those situations where you have a dual-headed receiver group. Sometimes it works if you allow one of them to do very very well and the other one you, the, the better of the two you try to shut them down because realistically, if you're only hitting one guy and he has, you know, 150 yards receiving, you might not be able to move the ball that effectively. If you try to keep him from getting those deeper routes, keep him at the line of scrimmage, not allow him to get first down, if he racks up a bunch of receptions, you just
0: you let him do it.
1: That might be the only real best approach to handling it
0: right I mean you let LeBron get his 30 and then hold everybody else yeah exactly now for Sacramento State Joseph
1: I think Kevin Thompson like I just said is very important here he might be able to take over this game I didn't realize the Grizz were so bad defensively this season they're giving up 420.7 yards per game Do you know what Sacramento State is averaging per game this year no I don't enlighten me 464 yards per game So that is a recipe for disaster. Two numbers that are in the 400s for what you're allowing and what the opposing team is averaging. So I can see Thompson, if they're not smart about him, being able to extend plays with his legs and have over a 50-yard rushing day and also, considering his performances in the last few weeks, over a 300-yard passing day. This Grizz team is off of its typical identity from being... Stout and aggressive and very, very good. And they obviously have Dante Olson, who is a draftable prospect and an elite linebacker. But the rest of the unit is not really holding their strength.
0: Thanks, Glasses McGee, for all the stats and figures. For me, this game is about one word. I'm really tempted to curse and put the bleep in, but I'm not going to do it. Momentum. Sacramento State, first FCS ranking in eight years. They are playing with momentum. They are playing well. Only two losses, and both of those losses are to FBS schools. They are running the table right now, and you have to play with momentum in this game to beat Montana, who is ranked higher than you and probably does have a little more talent than you uh, outside of the quarterback position. Play how you have been playing. Continue the streak. Be creative. Play fast on defense. Swarm the ball. Do what you've been doing. And I'd probably have Sacramento State taking this if they can keep playing with momentum. Now our second UU game of the week, Joe, UNH and Delaware, two CAA opponents. I think we have covered both of them at least once throughout the year. Yeah, during the games of the week.
1: Uh, I don't think we've done UNH. We've done recaps for UNH. I don't believe we have had them in the UU game of the week. All right, thanks, glasses. All right, Joe, you stop calling st- me glasses. <laughs> oh, you know what? You give me a hard time because I, you know, I do the stats and I try to be analytical, and you're like momentum. Well, ah, it's, it's ah, just the <laughs> momentum. <laughs> ah. It was just the I'm one, the dummy.
0: No, no, no. It was just the one time I actually didn't do the stats there. Uh-huh. All right. You, you, your momentum. Key, your keys to victory for UNH.
1: Uh, I think momentum is oh, key for UNH. So? Uh, no, th- I think early three and outs and forcing turnovers in this is very important. Against us when we played Delaware, and I know it's not the best example to pull against, but we slowed them down early by forcing some three and outs and some turnovers. And some of the other games, Elon being one, that they were able to accomplish that. And Pat Kehoe being a guy that's turned the ball over frequently, but he's not the only one. If this offense flutters early and it it flusters, it does not have a good start, then if you keep that foot on the pedal, you keep going, you can effectively take them out of the game. They're a team, if you allow them to get back in it and fight back in it, that they will. But you got to start early, you got to start hot. Make them make mistakes and then capitalize
0: on them. Yeah, you're going to want them to fizzle out. There's another Ah, fail word for you. I wasn't
1: going for the alliteration. I decided to stop at (laughs) 2.
0: For me, uh, along the same lines as you, force Keo to make a mistake early and then you'll have him on the ropes all game. Uh, It's just been the theme of the season for you, uh, for Delaware, to be playing from behind, if that makes any sense. Even in games that they're close and in contention with, they're normally typically trying to make up for their quarterback play and some of their sloppy offensive play. So if you can, if you're a UNH, pressure early, pressure as fast as you can, uh, go engage eight. Who cares? Get on, <laughs> get on them.
1: Akio has not done well against pressure, and one thing that I've noticed is that Delaware's defense is very good. That was very obvious against Pitt in the way that they were able to perform against an FBS team. But I am not. Confident in them to perform well if Kehoe keeps throwing the games away like he's been doing. He did exactly that. We saw it to the fullest extent against Elon. And I think everyone is starting to figure out how they can stop Delaware. And for Delaware, Joseph. I think that after getting gashed on the ground, violently gashed, just murdered Gosh. by Elon on the ground.
0: Easy. You need
1: to find that same level of defensive presence in the run game that you had early in the season. You need to go back to that because Evan Gray is a very good running back. He can take over games. He can have a career day over 100 yards rushing if you allow him to. His statistics might not be anything that's really eye-popping to you because he's had some up-and-down weeks, but still a very, very good running back. He's a bell cow type player, big-bodied running back. They will feed him the ball 30 times if they have to because – If you're being realistic here, Max uh, Brosmar, their freshman quarterback, he's good. He's done very, very well, but he's not the type of player that can be fully leaned on for a 300-yard
0: passing day. That's true. And for me, for Delaware, your defensive tackles and your front seven as a whole, but specifically your defensive tackles, need to play up to their potential because UNH will inside zone you to death every chance they get. Every first down, they're going to be running inside zone. Uh, Keep an eye out for that. You have to find a way to stop it. It's just a trend that they do. When UNH gets a first down, they're going to try to get you for another 12 right on the inside on a sudden change of of, uh, not momentum but just play. Like if it's a change of – what's the term that Rex uses? Oh, God. You know, a a, a change of – maybe it is change of momentum. No, it's not change of momentum. What is Um,
1: it? I forget the word but what you're referring to the like as in
0: like a quick play change like a, after an explosion play yeah, you have to be able I, to I know what you're talking about to settle down. Yes. I'll I'll
1: rem- you know we'll both remember this so after the show. Delaware- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Delaware, you have to be able to settle yourself down quickly and be prepared for inside zone at all at all times basically because that's what they're best at.
1: Yeah, they run that inside zone with Evan Gray so well. It's really their bread and butter. They don't have an overtly complex offense. But if they start hitting home with that and they start to get into a rhythm, then it makes things easier for a freshman quarterback. It makes things a lot easier. If you can stop the run, make Brosmar win the game, it's a strategy that works in the NFL very well. A lot of teams will cut the run game out and force a very young quarterback to play with the game in his hands. And if he's good enough and he's talented enough, he'll take advantage of that opportunity. If not, he'll... He'll have a lot of problems, and you'll have an easy victory. Right.
0: And now, that was our Mazda keys to the game for our UU games of the week. We can't do that. (laughs) We can't do that. Come on, man. Oh, because Mazda's (laughs) going to come after us.
1: All you right. To, you but, want to tag them? <laughs> hey Mazda, <laughs> give us some cars. <laughs> give us your best.
0: <laughs>
1: Why did we pull a New York accent? Do we want, <laughs> I
0: don't know if New Yorkers have the most respect for Mazdas, but um, it's just like a word that you can say easily with the New York accent. And uh, do you want to get onto our upset watch here? We have three upsets. Yes, yeah, the most uh, we have, and Gosh. this is good reasoning
1: this week. So these three games that I Go ahead. hand-picked were because. Yeah. They're ranked opponents playing teams that were previously ranked. So I think people might not really pay attention to this because you're like, oh, ranked against a non-ranked team. But these are still talented teams. They're still very, very good. If they come to play, they can come out and get a victory against these opponents. So the, the first one we have, Sean, is 8-Furman against the Citadel. We know the Citadel is a very resilient team. They've come out and fought against very good programs, and they've come and snuck out and got some victories.
0: They had a rough start to the season. They upset Georgia Tech. I would not be surprised if they came okay, out Okay, they didn't have and, a rough start to the season. They played well at the beginning of the season. Yeah. They just missed out on a couple wins.
1: They had a couple of losses. So. It looked like they had a... They're 3-4 right now, so that record is really not indicative of how good this team can right. be. Right. So I would not be surprised if they snuck w- up on Furman and they, they were, were
0: able to beat them. I wouldn't be surprised for the fact that both of them run the option. I don't know yeah. if Furman runs the triple. I don't think they run the triple option like Citadel does, but the Citadel is prepared just from practice reps on how to defend against the option. So the Citadel would be a very worthy adversary for Furman. The second one was Sam
1: Houston State and Nichols State. Now, Nickel State has been very, very good so far this season, but Sam Houston State was previously ranked. They lost a very close battle this past week. So, I, again, not a game that I would not be surprised because it's an underrated opponent against a highly ranked one. Very, very good chance here. Um, final one though, Southeast Missouri state, another team that was previously ranked and they're playing Jacksonville state who is, which we argued
0: last on Tuesday that they might be a little bit higher ranked than they should be. Yeah. Both of these teams are, are teetering tops and you don't know if they're going to stay up for another, another week or not. Um, I don't know how you can put faith necessarily in either of these teams. If you're picking a game. Um, I don't think we're going to have to in the FC Estimates either. We have one in, in the FC Estimates. They didn't make the list. One of them made the FC uh, Estimates. The bottom, two, of the last one. two of them oh, did. Two of them. Oh, two of them did. Oh. Thanks. Well, now Sean.
1: Okay. We're on to your favorite FCS football-themed game show where we pick the outcomes of FCS football games and we pin ourselves against each other. We had another sloppy week, but a bit of a rebound for Joe. So we're going to go through our typical... Uh, that Bre- break <laughs> breakdown down of <laughs> <in> the previous <laughs> games picks and let you know how things went so jmu villanova sean and i both picked this one one for one south dakota state youngstown state sean and i both picked this one two for two north dakota idaho state i picked this one correctly sean as you can probably guess did not pick this one correctly because he's bad at picking games two for three three for three for joe cal poly uc davis i got this one wrong and so did Sean. Two for four, three for four for me. Sacramento State, Montana State. This is another game that we both got wrong um, because we did not predict the upset. Three for five for Joe. Two for five for Sean. UNH Stony Brook. Another game that we got beat up on the upset. Thro- oh no, Sean actually predicted this one. That's my fault. Yes. Sean actually finally <laughs> picked the game right. Uh, that wasn't a hand, you know, a giveaway. Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Look at the next uh, one. Joseph, <laughs> three for six for both of us. Yale Dartmouth. Sean got this right because he has a bias. No. four <laughs> for seven. for Sean, Joe, three for seven. And now it's comeback time for Joe. Southeast Missouri State, Austin P, four for eight for both of us because I picked Austin P. I picked the upset. I knew I picked one of these upsets right. I knew it. UT Martin, Tennessee Tech. He talked me out
0: of this one. I'm not going to forgive you for Sean's it. Sean's <laughs>
1: hubris got to him in this one. Four for nine. Joe, five for nine because he knows more than Sean. And UT Martin is the hot team. I'm buying in on their stock. San Diego, Davidson. Sean got this one right. Anyway, Sean, we both did. We both picked San Diego to be Davidson. Five for ten for Sean. Six for ten for Joe. Lastly, we uh, both missed out on another upset. Lamar beating and upsetting Sam Houston State. Five for eleven. 6 for 11 for Joe. So Sean continually fails to capitalize on down weeks for Joe. See, I had this wonderfully hot start if you're new to the show and you're and you're just catching up on this. I had an astronomically hot start. I was in the 70s for my uh, season average. And I had back-to-back weeks where I was under 60%. Back-to-back. Back. And Sean has managed to always pick at 40%. <laughs> Every single goddang week, he has picked at 40%. <laughs> so why don't you tell us what the average is for so we,
0: the crowd can hear it. <clears throat> Vanna. Sean's weekly average, 45%. Joe's weekly average. Get enough water? Over yes. There. It's yummy. 54%. <sighs> I'm not complaining. Sean's season average... It went up. 27 for 64, 42%. <laughs> eh, it went up, what, 1%? Joe's season <laughs> average, 40 for 64, uh. 62%. Still going down on Joe.
1: I'm going to rebound. That always
0: makes me happy. I'm going to rebound. No matter I, how it, bad I do, you couldn't keep no, it up. It doesn't
1: matter, though, because <laughs> no that's, matter that's how you. bad I do. You're a you, human you, trumpet. Still gonna you sound a, like a trumpet. <laughs> I'm still going to have <laughs> the same lead on you. I, I, I am not going to lose. My current lead. I am not a human trumpet. You're a trumpet. <laughs> 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 Nick Massarone would have a field day with you. God. Oh man. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna get to the actual picks themselves for week eight. Montana, Sacramento State, Jesus.
0: Sean. Hey, come on. Montana, Don't, Sacramento, you're Sacramento State, Sean. My headphones.
1: Yeah, your your special headphones. Your special headphones. Montana, Sacramento State. I'll save it a third Sacramento time. Sacramento State, Montana, UNH, Delaware, oh, UNH, UNH, Furman Citadel, Furman Citadel, the the Citadel, Idaho State, Idaho, the Battle of the Potato.
0: I don't. <laughs> There's got to be not. some type of no. I definitely bet the, a rivalry. I Actually, bet there is some type of golden potato or something. May,
1: uh, maybe not because Idaho was FBS for a period of well, time. Just, Are you going to look it up?
0: Hold on. Idaho. It's definitely potato, potato related. Idaho football. Let's see here if they've got anything. There's got to be something. It's our barn. What do they play for a barn? Where do you see that? Right there. Oh, look up rivalry trophy.
1: See okay. That, I'm looking at. God, this is rivalry. This is why we need an intern. Trophy. <laughs> Um, the King Spud Trophy. Hey, oh, there yeah. we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the first time Sean's ever high fived me. Oh, All yeah. right. The
0: King Spud Trophy. Oh, God. Idaho has dominated this.
1: Adam Saboola is going to appreciate our research here. <laughs> I, I, I just know Adam's going to send me a DM where he's going he's to tweet at us about it.
0: The King Spud Trophy, an oversized metallic potato with a face and a crown? <laughs> <laughs> We're learning as we head go, folks. Bangle head coach Lynn Archibald thought it should go to the losing team. In 1979, he said, it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. The only good that happened last week was losing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm
1: so glad we learned this.
0: I got to look it up. I got to see what it looks like now. Oh, oh, hold on. oh no. Spud I'm sorry that you're, folks, trophy. I want
1: you, can you tweet out the picture of this, Sean, please? I
0: just, let me see it here. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That is
1: absolutely gruesome. <laughs> it's disturbing. Imagine walking into your football facility every day and you see that thing staring you down.
0: Imagine coming home from a late road uh, you know, flight in. You just want to set your bag down in your locker. Then you turn it's and sitting in on the a morning. pencil. Boom.
1: Hey. <laughs> So for anyone who's wondering what it looks like, it's not like it's like a Mr. Potato Head kind of thing where the oh face God. is added on. It looks like a face was carved into this potato. Um, it's misshapen, and then it's got this goofy little crown on the it top. It is
0: the funniest thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want a replica for my house. That's right. Not-
1: FC Estimates is off the rails. Oh, all
0: right, let's get back to uh, it. Can you what, please tweet State, out Idaho. Image? So Sean's going to tweet out
1: the images for our Oh, uh, – I'm going to pick Idaho. Uh, uh, okay. Sean's going to tweet out the image of the trophy so you know what it looks like. Gosh, folks. Yale Richmond. so funny.
0: Oh, man. Um, Richmond's hot. Yale's hot. I'm taking Richmond.
1: I'm going to go with Richmond, too. Duquesne,
0: Sacred Heart. Everything's telling me to pick Sacred Heart in the upset, but I'm taking Duquesne. How do you not? Uh, I'm going to stick with Sacred Heart here. Oh, you don't have to. You don't have to. Dayton Stetson, shut up. Both teams are 4-1. I'll take Stetson here. I'm going to go Dayton Nichols, Sam Houston State. Give me the uglies. Sam Houston State.
1: Nichols. That's going to be a uh, handout to me. Quote me on that if I'm wrong. All right, Sean, Whatever. wrap us up. You gave me
0: Duquesne. Right, um, wrap us up. We have Kwame's Corner, Joseph. That's what I'm hey, I, mean I to swear climb. to God, if you, you stop drinking your water so close to the mic. Give Sorry. it to me. Give, give me the water. Give, uh, Do the
1: Kwame's Corner.
0: Kwame's Corner here. Peter Mooney. His question is, is either the CAA or M, uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference overrated?
1: No. Oh.
0: Why would they be overrated? Peter... CAA might be overrated, but it's going to be overrated come playoff time because all of the CAA, te- CAA teams have beaten the daylights out of each other, mm-hmm. so they got no gas left.
1: So I wouldn't even argue that they're overrated.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know how they perform when it comes yeah. to that time. So yeah. I, I guess to the uh, to the to the <coughs> casual observer, uh, the CAA <laughs> might be overrated. I don't think
1: the Missouri Valley Conference is overrated. I, don't I just think, it think is that either. we're seeing a lot of. We're seeing parody for once, which doesn't really happen. Where teams in the middle and towards the top of the division are able to beat each other. You know, Parody. Shut
0: <laughs> up. What your body shaped like? hey And on that You're note, we like are going to kidney. wrap it up here on the Thursday show. This was the FCS podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network, the fastest growing podcast network in the contiguous U.S. Look it up. There are shows for anything that you want to watch. Water polo. There's shows about water polo, tennis, horse racing. The Oakland Raiders, Sex Mysteries, anything you want. It's what? on there. I, 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 or something like that, Sex Tips or something. Established well, it, podcast, big sex, names, this is what you're looking for. The, you got it. It's the Sex Playbook, Sex, oh, the sex Mysteries. <laughs> what is that? The sex sex play, Playbook, what is it? What, what is that then? I, it, I what would you rather listen to, Sex Playbook <laughs> or Sex Mysteries?
1: I think we should pitch that to him. <laughs> what are we even talking Run. about? <laughs> Bro,
0: it, it just it came to us <laughs> And as always you can find uh, Me on twitter at SeanAnderson65 You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify SoundCloud You're not going to uh, plug my handle? Uh, Where else can you find us? The Believe.com website. Stitcher. Spotify. So one more time. Sean Anderson 65 on Twitter. Um, And I think that's about it. Joe, you have anything? Joe DeLeo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my
1: bad. And did you also plug the Believe social media?
0: Believe Podcast Network. Spelled B-L-E-A-V. Stone Freeman, it's not Believe. Come text me Believe. B-L-E-A-V. Okay. what a rube thank you everybody for listening we'll get back to you on Tuesday this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping